It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. And thank you so much for tuning into it. So on the forum this morning, we discussed the North Gauteng High Court ruling last week that millions of traffic fines issued under the Administrative Adjudication of Road Traffic Offences, or ARTO Act, since 2008 must be scrapped where authorities did not comply with the Act's conditions. Swane and Johannesburg are the two cities where the ARTO Act has been implemented on a trial basis since 2008, and it has has not been without problems. So on the program this morning, we're going to try and make sense of this High Court judgment in the matter between the Road Traffic Infringement Agency and fines for you who brought the case before the courts. And joining us uh, on the line now is Cornelia Faniker uh, from fines for you Thanks for your time this morning, Cornelia. Uh, good morning to you and to our listeners. And uh, also with us is Howard Dembowski, National Chairman of the Justice Project South Africa. Thanks for your time as well, uh, Howard. Thank you. Good morning to you and to the listeners. And I must just indicate we are struggling to get hold of uh, Jeff uh, Chue, who is uh, the Registrar of the Traffic Infringement Agency, uh, which manages South Africa's road safety and driver compliance. He did confirm that he'd be joining us this morning, but unfortunately, uh, phone uh, ringing unanswered this morning. So as soon as he's available, we'll put him on and get him to join the discussion. But uh, Cornelia, let me start with you. Um, As the agency that brought this case before the courts. First, start off by explaining to us uh, who is Fines for You, what do you do? Fines for You is a company that started in 2006, and we help companies and individuals to to really administrate their fines. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that don't know that they've got fines or they've got fines and they don't know where to pay it. And that's what we do. We help people with their traffic fines. We do not promote people speeding. We do not say just go and drive as you want to because fines is for you is there to get a reduction on the fines. But we say if you're out there and you do get a fine, we can help you to pay that fine in time. So how did it come about that you were the ones who brought uh, this case uh, before the courts? This is now our third high court case um, with R2. We started the first case in 2012 and we got judgment in 2014 where the JNPD sent out the fines by normal notices, by normal post. In 2013, we realized that they were still not following the Act. And I've done representation for my client, Audi Johannesburg, to the RTIA on the prescribed form, the 08 form. And we said, listen, guys, you did not comply with the Act. You did not send it by registered mail. You did not send out courtesy letters. You did not send out enforcement orders. And we want you to cancel these infringements. Well, of the 500-plus fines, they canceled around 300, and 200 they made unsuccessful on the same reason, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I then contacted Howard and I said, listen, this is not right. Please help me write a letter, because I'm also a member of JPSA, 
please ask the RTIA what's going on. And Mr. Sherman Amos wrote me a really rude letter saying, explaining that I don't have the right to ask for these fines to be withdrawn and that he's going to make sure that those ones that were successful is going to be unsuccessful. And he's going to uh, tell his representation officers that all my representations that I send in future will be made unsuccessful. And that's why we went to court on a partial review saying this is not right. You cannot make some of my things successful, some of them unsuccessful. So the judgment that we got on Friday was for these fines. And yes, the media um, went out yesterday saying millions of fines uh, can be withdrawn or must be withdrawn. Mm. We don't say that. We say if they did not comply with the act, we're going to ask on the right form, on the auto 08 form, we do a representation because we all know they did not comply. We know that these fines can be withdrawn, but it must be handled on the right way. So, Howard Dembowski, what does this mean for uh, Johannesburg and Tuane residents, um, this particular judgment? And does it mean that those fines issued between 2008 uh, to date will be cancelled if the correct procedure was not followed? Yeah, uh, look, as Cornelia actually alludes to, and I'm sure that Jeff would agree with this, um, the fact that the judgment was handed down in the review application um, uh, showed that the agency and the issuing authorities had not followed due process. It does give grounds to people to cite this particular reported matter uh, and uh, say, my uh, infringement notice and courtesy letter enforcement order did not follow the prescribed um, uh, procedures in the Arta Act. They're not guidelines, as has been reported by some um, uh, news entities, which is quite quite frightening that, that one would term legislation as guidelines. It's not guidelines. It's, legisla- it's legislation that has to be followed. And just like you and I and everybody else out there is expected to comply with laws, so are, are the authorities expected to uh, comply with those laws. So essentially, what, what will need to happen is anybody who feels that they've been mistreated in a similar fashion to the, the manner in which those 570 representations actually um, alluded to can then make a representation to the Road Traffic Infringement Agency to have their matters withdrawn. But let's just understand that that would be applicable only to infringement notices that have not been paid yet. The problem is that unfortunately through this non-compliance with the procedures which are prescribed in the Arta Act, it's gone further and prejudice has been uh, inflicted upon people and I'm mm. sure that when you open up these lines you're going to hear all the people bleating about the fact that they arrived at the licensing authority wanted to renew their driving license or their professional driving permit or their license for their vehicle and were summarily told no you can't because yes. the system is blocking it because an enforcement order has been issued against you. Correct. Now 
one would have to uh, have to bear that in mind and say, did that person pay because they felt that they were guilty, or did that person pay because they felt that they had no option but to pay because they needed to renew their driving license or their license disc or their PRDP. This is the problem. And it's a problem that's been created by the haphazard attitude of the Road Traffic Infringement Agency, of its incredibly, incredibly arrogant attitude that it can do what it likes, when it likes, to whom it likes. And that is problematic. And it is, it's unfortunate that this kind of situation should have arisen, but surely anyone should have seen it coming. We certainly did when the ARTA Act was, it was first actually enacted and when it was rolled out on this experimental phase that it's in at the moment. Um, insofar as how can you have uh, representations officers in the employ of the very agency that makes money out of traffic fines and the fees that it raises on things like courtesy letters, enforcement orders, and unsuccessful representations. And I might add that the fee for an unsuccessful representation is three and a bit times that of a fee for, for a courtesy letter or a, an enforcement order because those fees are 60 rand each and an unsuccessful representation, they add 200 rand to each representation that they, they, they actually reject. Now, that is problematic. The fact that the representations officers are employed by an agency whose head gives them instructions. And, you know, let's face it, if you were one of those representations officers and you were told by the deputy registrar or by the registrar, make all of these representations unsuccessful, what are you going to do? Say no and risk getting fired? I, I doubt it. Mm. And of course, the lines are open 0891-104-208. You can tweet or SMS us, uh, tweet or Facebook us rather on AM Live on SAFM or at Sakina Kamwendo or send us an SMS to the number 34701 and that will come at a cost of one rand. Howard, uh, just, you know, for uh, clarity's sake, uh, for the benefit of those who may not uh, know, uh, haven't read about this judgment, how did the traffic authorities fail to abide by the letter of the act? Well, there were a number of different provisions. First of all, um, the, the service of the, the actual physical infringement notice is your, your start-off process that has to uh, occur. And in a lot of those instances, uh, in fact, I think in all of those instances, there was no service that was affected. And uh, the, the Road Traffic Infringement Agency tried to blame the South African Post Office in, in court and say it was inefficient and blah, blah, blah. But the fact is that that's not a uh, sustainable argument. However, once the, the infringement notice has been posted to you, there's a presumption in Section 30, Subsection 2 of the ARTA Act that says that that document is regarded as being served on you on the 10th day after posting. Therefore, when that 10-day period has elapsed and nothing has happened, the agency is compelled to issue something called a courtesy letter and to serve it on you 
via registered mail or in person. And it's actually very interesting to note that the Road Traffic Infringement Agency has not served one single uh, courtesy letter or enforcement order in person since uh, 2008. However, they are compelled to do that. It's called a peremptory term in law, and that means that there is no discretion not to do so. If that person has then not complied with the provisions of the courtesy letter, then the registrar, not the agency, the registrar, is compelled to issue an enforcement order, and and, uh, that, that must be done after that 32-day period has elapsed. That wasn't done either. So in all of these instances, those um, particular infringement notices had not progressed to the stage that they should have under the Arter Act. And the Arter Act has been very specific in, in prescribing these procedures because of the very complaint that is lodged by all of the traffic authorities in South Africa, that people don't pay their fines, that the Department of Transport turns around and says people don't take traffic fines seriously. People will take traffic fines seriously when the authorities start to comply with the provisions of the law. If an infringement notice progresses to a courtesy letter and then progresses to, to an enforcement order, that's the end of the process. And that, that term, in the case of, of uh, a posted infringement notice, it takes 105 days. We have situations currently under the Criminal Procedure Act where you've got traffic authorities in the middle of Hatona Sona Fontaine turning around to people four years after an infringement has allegedly taken place and saying, we're going to summon you to court now. Now, uh, notwithstanding the fact that the Director of Public Prosecutions for, for each particular uh, province would have set a prescribed period within which they must have acted, and four years is, is uh, double the, the most uh, uh, prolific term that, that is actually uh, catered for by, by the Director of Public Prosecutions. Um, <laughs> the fact is that uh, the Criminal Procedure Act has been allegedly very inefficient in raising traffic fine revenue. And, and, and uh, unfortunately, we need to face facts here. Traffic law enforcement, as it exists in South Africa, has nothing to do with road, road safety and everything to do with raising revenues. That is evident all over the place, including but not limited to the Arter Act. But the fact is that when you have the authorities complying with the provisions of the law that apply to them, and they stick to those processes, people will automatically start to take traffic fines a lot more seriously and will actually start doing what they're supposed to do. And yes, we all know that there are some people who are just deliberately delinquent and don't care how many traffic fines they, they actually crank up. But let, let's also put that into perspective. The Arter Act 
is not intended to be an experiment that is rolled out for nine years in one, uh, sorry, two particular jurisdictions. It's intended to be national legislation that is rolled out throughout the whole of South Africa under which you stand to have your driving license suspended if you continue to act like a hooligan on our roads. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, you did touch on this, but uh, Cornelia, uh, the question that seems to be asked more often than uh, any other is what's going to happen now, especially to those who have already paid? Um, uh, uh, is there any you know, recourse for them? Is there any way in which that money will be refunded to motorists? I personally don't think that they will um, reimburse the people on the traffic fines. And that is not something that fines for you is going to fight and ask the court to do. What we are going to ask is that all our clients at this stage, my clients at fines for you, that all these fines that we do have, um, we're going to co- uh, complete the auto 08 forms for our clients. And we can say to them, listen, we do have the judgment against you. You've got no reason now not to make our cases um, unsuccessful. And if they're going to make it unsuccessful, I can assure you that we will go back to court and get an order. Howard, I think the other thing that motorists would want to know is whether they will still be stopped because uh, of them owing these particular fines. And what advice do you have for motorists in this regard? Okay, well, now I assume that we're talking about roadblocks that are set, by, uh, set up by Correct. traffic authorities all over the country. Firstly, um, under the Arta Act, there exists no such thing as a warrant of arrest um, if you have not paid your, your traffic fund. So please let everybody understand that in Johannesburg and Swanee, but when, when I say that, please do not think that Ekerelini is Johannesburg. One direction of the N3 is governed by the the rules which apply to the Ekurileni Metro Police Department. And the other side of that N3 freeway, the rules of the Arta Act apply. So uh, you need to be very careful. The fact is, under the Criminal Procedure Act, a warrant of arrest exists if you have been properly summoned to court and you fail to appear in court. And let's face it, if you were a magistrate who is supposed to hear a case and the person who has been summoned to court is so disrespectful that they can't be bothered to come to court. You would also issue a warrant of arrest. Let's actually face it. So that that person can be brought before that court to answer why they are in contempt of court. However, those things are not executed properly because what they actually say and what actually happens are two totally different things. A warrant of arrest authorizes the traffic authority or a peace officer or the police to then go to your home or to your business address and arrest you and take you straight to that magistrate's court. What these traffic authorities do is they're too lazy to do that They set up roadblocks on freeways and hold them up for two and a half hours and then come and boast that they've managed to arrest 16 whole people in in, in a roadblock when they've stopped 
something in the order of 30,000 vehicles from reaching their destinations on time. Now, that is just completely uh, nonsensical, and that is one of the practices that needs to stop. But under the Arta Act, because there is no warrant of arrest, the most that they can do is give you a printout of your outstanding fines. And I just want to actually add at this juncture that if you are stopped at one of those roadblocks and given one of those printouts, you're probably uh, more likely to die of heart failure than anything else because in some cases those lists go into several pages that people are not aware of and Mm. therein lies the problem you need to make people aware of the fact that they have allegedly broken the law as quickly as possible and it has been our standpoint forever now that the only way to do that is to stop a person at the very time that they are allegedly committing a road traffic infringement or offence and deal with them there and then. In other words, when I say deal with them there and then, I'm I'm not for one second suggesting giving them uh, terminals to carry around with them to issue what they call spot fines in the Eastern Cape. Um, What I'm uh, saying is that persons should be stopped at the time that they are speeding, because let's face it, that's the only traffic enforcement that actually takes place. Stop them. Take up their time. Issue them with a handwritten infringement notice. You serve the purpose of serving them that infringement notice there and then. And their 32-day period starts from that particular time. Okay. Instead, instead, only 6.66% of all of the, the traffic law enforcement that has taken place in the jurisdiction of the Joburg Metro has taken place physically. The rest has taken place by sending people what I like to term pay-as-you-go speeding fines in the post. Well, we're going to park it there for the time being. We're going to take a news break. When we come back, we'll take some calls on 891 Nom Lily with the latest news headlines. Thank you, Sakina. Five mental health review boards are to be established in Gauteng to strengthen the prevention of mental illness and increase awareness about the condition. This comes after the deaths of over 100 mentally ill patients who'd been moved from life SEDMENI to NGOs across the province. Passenger Rail Agency Prasa Board Chairperson Bobomolefe says company processes were flouted when former acting CEO Colin Lizualo's salary was hiked. Prasa has terminated his contract after it emerged that he had hiked his salary by 350%. And the final report of Parliament's ad hoc committee probing the affairs of the SABC is expected to be published today. The committee submitted its report to the National Assembly yesterday afternoon ahead of today deadline. More details at 9. Traffic on SAFM, your trusted guide to the road ahead. Well, we've got traffic all over Linden and Victory Park this morning. Lights are out, Tana and 3rd, uh, bottom end of 1st Avenue coming down off Brown Fisher, broken down Putko buses, uh, Rustenburg Road sort of gets into uh, that Victory Road area, so very heavy traffic and possibly just a spillover. The Emmerentia Dam is uh, absolutely jam-packed this morning. N1 North, a broken down bus after Malabongwe, so uh, still a queue as you route up from 14th Avenue. There's a crash on the N1 South at Buclu. Uh, delays coming down, uh, backing up through Allendale Road, heading into Joburg this morning. Uh, 
stationary truck still with us. N1 South Samrand. Heavy pressure coming through the uh, Brockfontein interchange. Big delays through Ferry Glen this morning. Some traffic lights not working. Atterbury Road at Menland. So big delays. You might want to just head north and hook into uh, Limwood or South to Castfontein off Solomon Mishlunga to avoid the worst of that. Reminder that if you're in Durban, that truck will need to be recovered at some point. It's a tanker, in fact, that's gone off the N2 North uh, approaching Gateway. It's down the embankment on the left. There are some restrictions there for EMS, but at some time, uh, they're going to have to get the heavy gear in there and pick that uh, truck up. So if you're routing up to the airport this morning uh, using the N2, just uh, be aware of potential delays. Also, roadworks due between Clough and Pinetown again today and for the next couple of weeks as well on the M13 route. Uh, Cape Town, the M5, still very heavy as you run up from Kenilworth in towards that busy N2 highway. Still a lot of traffic on the N1, backed up heavily this morning from Yip de Yaga all the way through to the CBD Marine Drive, still jam-packed as well. And a final reminder from me, if you're driving Eastern Cape today, the N2 between Dutra and Umtata will be closed for a couple of hours, potentially from 11.30. Uh, contractors giving themselves a two-hour window to do some blasting works uh, at the cuttings just north of uh, Dutra. So get through before 11.30 or travel after 1.30 to be absolutely safe for getting through there. Rob Byrne, AM Live, Traffic Watch. Speak your mind this Human Rights Month and beyond. Everyone has the right to freedom of expression. It is enough. My SAFM, appreciating the value of our human rights. It's your favorite time of the morning. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Favorite time of the morning on AM Live. And thanks so much for tuning in this morning. And uh, we are trying today on the program to make sense of the High Court judgment in the matter between the Road Traffic Infringement Agency, RTIA, and fines for you who brought the case before the courts. And the North Gauteng High Court uh, ruled last week that traffic fines issued under the ARTO Act uh, since 2008 must be scrapped where the authorities did not comply with the Act's conditions. So this is what we are discussing this morning and we joined by Cornelia Fernikerk uh, from Fines for You. We also have Howard Dembowski who's uh, the National Chairman at the Justice Project South Africa and uh, the uh, Registrar at the Traffic Infringement Agency, Mr. Jeff uh, Choe, joins us now uh, to give us their side of this particular story. But in the meantime, the lines are open 891 If you have any questions, if you need any clarity about this, uh, do give us a call I see some of your comments coming through and we'll read those in just a moment. But first, uh, let me just hear from Mr. Chue what their, uh, their, their, what their input is to this particular discussion. Thanks so much for your time this morning, Mr. Chue. Thank you very much, Sakina. I uh, appreciate the time. Let me start it off by emphasizing something that is very critical in respect of this matter. The judgment that has been handed down does not invalidate any of the infringement notices that has been served. The matter that the judge had considered, this was a review application in respect of 639 notices, of which 424 were submitted as representations. So the matter relates only to the 424 representation outcomes. That is the matter that was before court. I want to make it clear so that members of the public are not misled into thinking that any of the infringement notices that have been issued are invalid. And this is something that was time-bound, applicable for the period 2008 until 2013. So if they were not issued in accordance um, with the Act, what does that mean then? 
Well, if they're not issued in accordance with the Act, one as a, uh, an infringer is already empowered in terms of the ARTO because it gives five distinct options that an infringer can uh, take advantage of, one of which is challenging that notice. And you challenge it by submitting a representation. And once that representation has been adjudicated, then you would be able to receive the outcome in respect of it. So it is an internal appeals uh, mechanism that has been provided in terms of the ARTO. So uh, what are you intending to do right now? Will the RTIA be appealing this particular ruling? Indeed, we are studying uh, the essence of the judgment that has been given with a view towards assessing the options that we have, uh, including uh, making an appeal in that respect. Uh, We are also taking legal advice so that uh, we can exercise our rights uh, accordingly. Well, we're going to take some calls, 891 uh, Howard, also uh, Cornelia, if you have any comments, just hold on to them for the time being. Let's hear from uh, Tladi in Vanderbilt Park. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Sakina, I just wanted to find out. Uh, uh, in 2012, I received a, a traffic fine by post, the two from, from Tswane, and I think four, four, four of them is from uh, JMPD. On the picture, on the picture of the camera, you can see the daughter test, and I'm driving a daughter Hilux. Then I went to the JMPD, I gave, I gave them the, uh, the fines, and they checked them. They said, they checked on the system, said, no, it's a printing error. But they still sent me a letter to say, nah, I must come and pay, fi- uh, pay that fines, or the warrant of warrant will be issued for me. But they can check on the picture, it's a daughter test. But ID number and address and everything is mine. I said there's a printing error, maybe the reason is a printing error, check the system is a, a printing error, but I, said, I received a letter to say I must come and pay. From this, since 2012, I made a presentation, they said they will contact me. They never contacted me, they just received me a letter saying, no, no, I must give them that, uh, I must go and pay those fines, otherwise I'll be, or the arrest will be against me. Okay. Well, Sakina, if I may come in there, yes. thank you for that uh, input and uh, uh, that uh, case that has been stated by the caller. First thing that is important, if it is an art to infringement, I want to emphasize you will not be arrested. So. In, in, in circumstances where one feels that uh, they've been bullied into paying because of a threat of arrest, in respect of an art to infringement, you will not be arrested. In order to sort that case out, uh, I would advise the caller to make contact with the RTIA, and uh, they, you can be able to call at our call center number, which is 86 or you can also be able to make contact with us through our website. It's www.rtia.co.za. But what's going to be different for Tladi? Because uh, just one second, Tladi, uh, just one second. How will this be different? Because he said he already made the representations and nothing has come of it. Yes, the representation he said he made to the city of Johannesburg. He will be making the representation directly to the Road Traffic Infringement Agency, which sits as an independent adjudicator, not at the traffic department. So we are not necessarily on the side of the infringer or on the side of the uh, law enforcement agencies. We're sitting as an independent arbitrator in order to balance the interest of justice. Okay. Um, uh, Tladi, anything before you go? No, I just want to know, will you give out the numbers after, after the end, before the end of the show? Will do. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sagina. Uh, Howard, you wanted to come in there? 
Yeah. Um, look, firstly, the, the claim that, that the um, Road Traffic Infringement Agency is an independent uh, arbitrator is absolutely nonsensical. However, um, the fact is that the uh, representations that this, this uh, gentleman um, made should have been forwarded to the Road Traffic Infringement Agency at that time because the Joburg Metro has absolutely no power under the Art Act to adjudicate uh, matters that uh, people make representations uh, upon. So therefore, the gentleman must make representation again and must turn around and say the processes were not followed, therefore withdraw these matters. And quite frankly, the representations officers in the employee of the Road Traffic Infringement Agency have no option but to withdraw them. And, and that's just on the basis of the, the lack of uh, adherence to processes. The fact that this man was driving a, a vehicle or, or owns a vehicle that is not the vehicle in the photograph is grounds enough for that to be uh, that matter to be withdrawn on each and every case. So um, you know it's just completely nonsensical that the traffic authorities should be allowed to continue to abuse the processes. And in fact, I think well, the, the story of warrants of arrest has been used repeatedly by uh, the issuing authorities and by the South African Post Office, where in fact what you are being threatened with is an enforcement order. And as much as Mr. Chui thinks that an enforcement order is a trivial little matter, Wait until he goes to try and renew his driving license and has that transaction refused on the sole basis that he wasn't aware of the fact that a, 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 uh, an enforcement order has been issued against an infringement notice that was not even properly served. Mr. Dombowski makes an uh, untested allegation because he's now alleging that uh, I claim that enforcement order is trivial. I've never at any given point claimed that uh, there's any triviality in that matter. However, he does confirm the independence of the road traffic infringement agency when he confirms that the gentleman is supposed to submit a representation to the RTIA and not to the city of Johannesburg. And the process, as it has been entailed, will then be followed. And in the matter that he's stating, it automatically goes without saying that that representation will stand to be upheld. Let's talk about this threat of arrest, you know, where people are stopped and they are threatened with arrest unless they pay those fines. Well, uh, if that is the tactics that has been used by the issuing authorities, that's why we emphasize to all members of the public that they know in respect of an infringement, you cannot be arrested. You have got to be empowered and know the options that you have, and in these circumstances, you then make any representation that you feel you need to make to the Road Traffic Infringement Agency. Similarly, we continuously advise the issuing authority to make sure that they do not threaten members of the public with arrest where arrested is not applicable. But they do. They do. I've been a victim of that. Yes, and uh, we have heard that uh, people have uh, on a number of occasions been threatened. However, they know and members of the public need to be empowered that if it's in respect of an art infringement, you cannot in any way be arrested, even if they might threaten you to, to arrest you.
So why are they then not, uh, you know, <laughs> expected to adhere uh, to the provisions and not make these sort of threats against motorists? Well, again, I cannot be in a position to speak on behalf of the issuing authorities. As I've indicated, we as the RTIA have noted this, and we're sitting independent of that process and where members of the public have been uh, unduly treated, we come in to be able to correct the situation. Well, Cornelia, you wanted to say something? Yes, please. I want to ask and suggest to you what happened to me last week. Um, I elect to go to court because the judgment I received in 2012 gave me authorization as a proxy to go to court. So I took my um, uh, elected form to the RTIA last week on Friday. They didn't want to accept it. Uh, they said I needed for each form that I completed, I needed a certified copy of my ID. That's for each and every single file where I am proxy, I needed that. I was then refused. I came back to the office and I wrote a letter to Mr. Henty Ubat of the RTIA asking him, well, now I'm going to send this by mail, but your mail is, is full. It does not accept my uh, representation or my election. Um, please tell me what to do. And his answer to me was, please don't bring it to the RTIA. Please hand it in at the JNPD where some of our officers are working. But they still don't want to accept it. I had the same problem last year with fines that we elected to go to court. They did not read my mail because knowing it's coming from fines for you, they did not read my mail. Those fines all became enforcement orders. And I still have an interdict, okay, that's coming in to court um, that, that we started last year. Because of those fines, that, that was enforcement orders. So telling the people to go to the RTIA, yes, it's 100%. But they also sent me back to JNPD to hand it in there, and still nothing has been done. Okay. Uh, let me just take a few calls and as well. I don't think that is fair. All right. Um, we'll give you a chance to respond, uh, Mr. Uh, Tui, okay. in just a moment, but let's All take right. a few calls. Tolani in Ladysmith, good morning. Hey, again, how are you? Well, and you, Tolani? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, thank you for taking my calls and thank you for asking the, the, those questions to put your side. So again, I'm in Ladysmith. We are being harassed uh, by officers or police here in Ladysmith, especially those from the municipality. I got a fine in last year, May, uh, actually it was March, and I was given a year long to come to court. Now I want to check if that is in line with uh, uh, Section 56 notice. Uh, 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 of, 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 of the road, uh, of the Criminal Procedures Act, because uh, to me, I think that is unfair that I should be given a year long to come to court and defend the fine, because possibilities are I'm going to forget the fine along the way, and you know what happened when I I, I went to the court. It was on the seventh. I was in the I was at the court uh, in in, in, in uh, this month. The, court, uh, the case was then postponed to the 21st. When I went to court again on the 21st, the officer who wrote the ticket never pitched on, on, on that day. <clears throat> and the court had to uh, take that case out of the system.
Now, what does it do to me? Because I had to stay with that fine for a year long. And when I asked the officers, why are they giving me this long to come to the court? Because the fine, I felt uh, it was unfair, unfairly given to me. And I, prost- I protested that there with them. And they said that I should go to court. When I go to court, they don't pitch. Okay. Got you there, Tolani. We'll try and get an answer for you. Muhid in Dumisa in Ugu District. Good morning. Uh, how are you, Sakina? Well, and you? I'm good. Uh, you see, now, I, I'm receiving this message every day from ARTO. I don't know whether uh, it's an inv- infringement notice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never drive a car or anything. I don't know what's going on there. When I hear today about this thing, I'm a bit worried. So you I don't, don't, you don't own a car at all? I don't know. I never drove a car in South Africa at all. But you are receiving uh, infringement notices from Arto. Yeah, I don't have a post office, uh, office box actually, but there is a message saying there is an infringement notice delivered to your postal address. Yeah. I don't know what to do. I'm just hearing you and I'm a, a bit worried. I, I, I'm asking if someone can give me an information about it. Okay. Thank you so much, Muhid. Um, strange one, that one. But uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll take a few more calls and get some answers. The exciting Absa Premiership continues this week. Rikau Fela. On Tuesday, defending champions Mamilodi Sundowns host the Chile Boys at Loftus Fetzfeld. Kickoff for this game is half past seven. Be sure to be part of the action. It is the exciting Absa Premiership. Rikau Fela. Tickets available from 40 Rand. Brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. There's the big picture and the small picture and everything that's green in between on the Enviro Show. Thursday nights on SAFM between 9 and 10. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. And thanks for staying with us on the Forum at 8. Let's just take two more calls and then get our panel to respond. John in Grahamstown, good morning. Uh, good morning, Sakina. Um, I'd like to ask, I didn't quite get the name. Is it Mr. Dembrowski or Dembrowski? Dembrowski. Yes. Uh, I'd just like to ask, with these pay-as-you-go notices that he referred to, that uh, the practice abounds in the Eastern Cape, uh, is one entitled before one makes a representation to request more information regarding the alleged infringement to determine one's liability. Because I've been doing that, requesting more information, and uh, one never gets a reply. Okay. We'll get an answer for you. Thank you so much, John. And Leslie in Mossel Bay, good morning. Good morning. Welcome, Leslie. important point is being missed hopelessly. We kill approximately 14,000 people a year on our roads. One of the main causes is speed. Why don't motorists simply obey the speed limit? Then they won't get a traffic fine at all, and all these problems won't come to their door. Just obey the rule of the road. In the words of the American poet Ogden Nash, in the world of mules, there are no rules. And really, if the cap fits, 
please wear it. And remember, it is better to be a minute late than dead on time. Thank you. Well, there's one way of looking at it. Thank you so much, uh, Leslie in Mossel Bay. Uh, let, let's uh, just uh, get a few re- uh, Mohammed in Johannesburg before we go to the panel. Good morning. Morning, Sakina. How are you? Well, and you? I'm all right, Sakina. Uh, I just want to also tell you with regard to this infringement. I went to Johannesburg, JMPD, uh, to inquire my infringement is that I was given a long list of like something like 24,800. And then when I give it to them my license and they told me there's no outstanding balance in your license. And then I was stopped by JMPD uh, and a roadblock and they told me you're under arrest because there's so many infringements in your license. So I don't understand why the main office cannot train for me that and they will have it in a roadblock. Okay, thank you so much, uh, Mohammed. Uh, Okay, let's start uh, with uh, Mr. Chue. Well, thank you very much, Sakina. Um, The first issue that the gentleman uh, made reference to in terms of the time delay uh, of uh, being given a court date more than a year after the event has actually taken place, this is one of the the good things that happens in terms of the ARTO because of the restricted time frames so that these matters are brought to the attention of the infringer while their memories are still fresh. So it would happen under the criminal procedure that you would have uh, such a long time delay, but the processes of ARTO seeks to enforce the principle that justice long delayed is justice denied. So in this instance, we seek to ensure that we deal with the matters as soon as possible. I want to also uh, thank Leslie uh, for emphasizing the point that the whole issue is all about road safety and making sure that people comply with the rules of the road so that we can save the lives of ordinary South Africans so that anybody that enjoys the use and benefits of our road infrastructure network can do so with the assurance that they can leave their point of departure and safely arrive at their destination. The issue that was mentioned by the gentleman in respect of those infringement notices, the list that uh, the city of Johannesburg uh, said at their offices that he doesn't have anything against his name, and to be surprised at a roadblock that uh, there were a number of uh, notices that are standing in his name, it might relate to an issue in terms of the updating of their system, because the infringement notices would be appearing on the, the National Contravention Register, and I would suspect that uh, in this case it might be those issues that are related to what they capture on their back-end process system relating to outstanding offenses. That's why they would want to be able to tell him that, uh, that he might be subjected to arrest. But in those circumstances, again, he needs to uh, make contact with us at the Road Traffic Infringement Agency, and we can be able to check in terms of uh, the record that is applicable on the system to see the number of notices that might be recorded against his name. And furthermore, we will be able to advise him on what steps that he can be able to take in order to address them effectively. Mm. Mohit's problem, like Clady's, is, uh, you know, again, never driven a car, yet is he receiving infringement notices. Uh, Linkford on my uh, Twitter timeline also mm. says, uh, the whole system needs help. My ex-boss got notices too. Funny thing, uh, not only does she not have a car, 
she has no license. So where do all these things come from? Well, uh, again, uh, we as Artia sit at the back end of the process. We do not capture any of the infringement notices. So in those circumstances, it is something that might relate either to uh, incorrectly captured information from the side of the uh, the issuing authorities or the worst case scenario, there might be something related to uh, maybe fraudulent activity. And it's something that uh, the alleged infringers need to be able to take seriously by visiting uh, the issuing authorities to be able to make a follow-up. And in those circumstances, uh, if it's applicable, that they need to be able to take seriously and go to the police station, make affidavits, and uh, ensure that they can be able to clear their names, particularly if one doesn't own any vehicle. However, the fact that you might not own a vehicle does not necessarily mean that you might not have access to driving a particular motor vehicle. So it might be related either to ownership of a vehicle or the ownership of a driving license, uh, the particulars of which then they will be able to capture. I would advise, however, that they make contact with the uh, issuing authorities and ensure that they get as much information as possible in order to clear their names. Hmm. Howard Dembowski? Right. Uh, look, I think the unfortunate issue here is the fact that the, the ARTA Act is only in an experimental phase in Johannesburg and so on, because uh, as you've seen, a lot of your callers are coming from outside of, of those particular two cities. And admittedly, the, the Criminal Procedure Act is, is um, uh, horrible when it comes to prosecuting road traffic offences, and, and I would suggest that the, the fact that the um, traffic officers don't bother to appear at, at the court hearings um, should end up with warrants of arrest being issued against them for being in contempt of court. However, um, the gentleman asked about the pay-as-you-go speeding fines where he requests details. Uh, in other words, mm-hmm. what he's asking for is asking for authorization. He's asking for a proper photograph, etc. The issuing authorities are absolutely bound to give that to you. Um, that, that is, is uh, prescribed in the, in the Technical Committee for Standards and Procedures Guidelines. But they, they, it doesn't matter whether something is prescribed or not. The traffic authorities, as we have heard repeatedly, don't comply with them. And until such time as the traffic authorities themselves are taken to task, we're going to have this problem. Now, as for the, the, the story of how many people get killed on our roads, etc., etc., firstly, let, let's actually face facts. It's more than 21,000 people a year. It's not 14,000. That's the first thing. Secondly, it's all very well bringing out your violence and, and talking about uh, this and how speed causes it and coming up with all these fancy slogans. But the fact is that if you do not stop a person who is speeding and take them to task immediately, you are not achieving anything towards road safety. That is a simple, unwinnable debate if you think that sending a person a love letter in the post is going to help you at all. The fact is, if speeding is so dangerous, then why aren't you stopping those people from endangering me? on the road. I'm saying that in my personal capacity. I don't like speedsters. I don't get speeding fines. So why is it that you allow people to continue to speed so long as they pay your fines? Now that 
is the crux of this actual debate. And as I said, what we need in this country is we need clarity nationally. We don't need one set of rules and procedures in Joburg and Antwani and another set of rules everywhere else in South Africa because people have become confused. We have people contacting us from the Eastern Cape, from the Western Cape, from, from Bella Bella, from, from uh, the Northern Cape, from Limpopo, saying, I didn't receive this, this infringement notice by registered mail. And by the way, the term infringement notice has been bastardized by the contractors who supply these speed cameras to the authorities outside of the jurisdictions of ARTO. Because they've now started calling notices issued in terms of the Criminal Procedure Act infringement notices. There is no such thing as an infringement notice under the Criminal Procedure Act.